The Illinois Department of Children and Family Services oversees the care of more than 20,000 youth annually, and it's been struggling. A report by the Illinois Auditor General from September showed 33, quote, major failures to protect kids by DCFS over a two-year period. Advocates say it's critical that conditions change, and some of that change is now underway. Director Mark Smith leaves at the end of the month. He had been scheduled to leave on December 31st, but with no word on a replacement, his tenure was extended. Smith announced his resignation last year amid mounting pressure over the department's missteps. Here with the latest on DCFS is WBEZ Statehouse reporter Alex Dagnick. Hi, Alex. Hi, Patrick. So, Alex, last night you heard that Mark Smith would be staying on another month what was your reaction? And did the department say anything about why he's extending his tenure? Well, I was kind of surprised, but also kind of not. So here's why I was surprised. They announced that Mark Smith was stepping down in early October. So they had almost three full months to at least name an interim. Didn't have any idea in my head that they were going to do a national search, and name a permanent replacement by now, but that it went really almost a full business day into the new year with no real communication about what was going on at the top was a little strange to me. But then I thought I'm not really all that surprised because this is just an example of dysfunction. And this is just kind of a microcosm of what's been going on with DCFS for really the last 30 years or more. And as far as why this is happening, they're being tight-lipped about it now. We're expecting to hear a little bit more about this later this week. But the only statement I got was confirming that Smith would stay on until January 31st and that they would have more information later. So Smith had four years under his belt. He was the longest-serving director of DCFS. What did the department look like under his leadership? Well, Mark Smith inherited a department that had really been decimated over the last 10 years or so. The budget had fallen pretty steadily from 2009 to 2018. And uh, during the budget impasse that happened during former Governor Rauner's years, there wasn't an authorization to spend. So providers were getting left high and dry. Bills were piling up. And all the while, don't forget that this is the beleaguered agency that's taking care of kids. And there are kids that are casualties in all of this. Then J.B. Pritzker came in. He appointed Smith in 2019. And that's when the budget started increasing. And it's, it's increased to this day. So, you know, we talked about Smith staying on another month, but he announced his resignation last year. What did he have to say about his time on the job? Well, Mark Smith never made it any secret that he he loved his job, and I think he did. He really, mm. truly did enjoy heading this agency. He was proud of the work he did, and he said that in a statement. Uh, he said uh, he says he's incredibly proud of the profound progress that we've made. And another part of his quote from that day was that he said, we are on our way to building a child welfare system in Illinois that will once again serve as a national model. So. I think he believes in what the department is doing. Um, I don't know offhand when Illinois DCFS has served as a national model. Um, certainly not been in my lifetime because it's been rife with problems. But there are uh, there are uh, instances that we'll talk about probably where there are improvements being made. Yeah, well, let, let me ask you about, um, you know, we're going to get into the history of DCFS in just a second. But that's what Smith said about his time. What did... Experts, what did people who watch and, and monitor the agency, what did they say about his leadership? 
Well, there were a lot of people who were understandably, especially a year and a half, two years ago when Smith was in the headlines constantly, uh, they were calling for his head on a platter because everything starts at the top. But J.B. Pritzker, um, I, I guess, was one of his strongest advocates, and he and he rebuffed that all the time because Mark Smith would go before panels of lawmakers to try to answer for some of these things that are coming up in the news. And, you know, he just took a beating day after day. And the standard line from him and uh, supporters at the time was, these are longstanding issues that have been taking place over the course of decades. And one person's not going to be able to come in and snap their fingers and make everything um, and make everything disappear. But on the other hand, there are advocates for the children that are involved in all of this saying that the progress isn't moving fast enough and there are still kids that are languishing. There are kids that are dying and this just isn't good enough. Right. I mean, I think it's important to keep in mind both this is an incredibly uh, difficult job, but as you, you've you already pointed out, it's an incredibly important one to get right because this is about the care and protection of Illinois children. Um you know, Smith is going to stay on for another month, but he is going to be replaced. You talk about a national search for his replacement. What are you hearing from those experts that we were just talking about, about what they want to see in Smith's replacement? Well, some of the things that are going to fix DCFS in the future are going to be innovation, whether that's new programs, whether that's replacing systems, whether that's a sea change at the top or just a change in attitude throughout the whole uh, agency. Um, the main thing that I'm hearing from advocates, at least ch uh, child advocates, is that they're hoping that whomever replaces uh, Smith is going to be open to innovation, open to working with providers to not necessarily take a top-down approach, but really take a collaborative approach to trying to work with people who are on the front lines every day, not only hiring more people to work on the front lines, but really working with the providers that are down in the ditches every day, so to speak, and working with them to innovate and come up with more solutions. What do we know about the search, the timeline for, for finding that replacement, that permanent replacement? I really wish I had concrete information to give you. Um, I don't. The last, uh, the last time that I asked about that, I was told a national search is underway. There's no timeline, but mm -hmm. um, I would wager a guess that that is thrown into even more flux now because we have Smith staying on for an extra month. So, so you alluded to the history at DCFS. I mean, there have been decades of issues, right? Bring us back to the federal government's intervention in the 90s. Yeah, so the intervention in the 90s was a consent decree that was based on a lawsuit uh, filed by the ACLU of Illinois in 1988. That's so called a BH versus Johnson. So the people who brought this suit claimed that foster kids weren't being given proper care, really, at all. Uh, some were being given proper food, clothing. Uh, the shelter was inadequate. They were unsafe. Uh, their foster parents or their guardians were beating them as discipline instead of you know anything else. That was the main uh that was the main course of discipline for a lot of these kids. And the case eventually got settled by a federal consent decree, and that's where DCFS essentially promised to hire more workers to check on these abuse cases and check on these other problems. But by 1994, uh, the court found that they hadn't complied with half of it. And over the next few years, the decree got modified a couple of times to reflect new concerns like uh, educational outcomes while kids are in foster care, mental health outcomes, uh, growing caseloads. And then 2009 came into the picture, and uh, Governor Pat Quinn tried to cut funding to the point where even complying with this consent decree would have been impossible. Um, the court didn't allow that, and but it did, in 2009, start a long trend that would last uh, nearly a decade of just consistently reduced funding and the problems continuing to compound. 
You know, I wonder if if you've seen this. I, I, I've experienced it interviewing people about DCFS, people who often are critical of the state, had been hesitant to criticize the state's handling of DCFS recently because of, of the budgetary changes that you've talked about and the increase in funding. It seems like people are happy to see Governor Pritzker's leadership as far as sort of stopping that trend of, of declining funding for, for this critical agency. Yeah, that's true. And it's not that advocates don't appreciate the money because, you know, money is it really is what makes the world go around. If you don't have money, you can't do anything. So the fact that there is more funding to take care of some of these problems to hopefully hire the frontline workers, they do appreciate that. But what you'll find from a lot of uh, not only child advocates, but lawmakers is that you cannot just throw money at a problem and expect it to go away. There needs to be management of that money. There needs to be oversight. Um, the money needs to be going into the right places. It needs to be spent properly. There needs to be uh, collaboration over um, how to best use how to best how to best use this funding, and um, we're and and I think we're seeing that yeah, as we as we continue to go, um, the pe- people are getting used to the fact that we're out of the days of the budget impasse. So we're starting to talk more about the use of that money instead of just we need more money. So child welfare, protecting children, it's it's critically important. It's also a difficult thing to do, and I don't think that's unique to Illinois. But how does Illinois and Illinois' Department of Children and Family Services compare nationally to other child welfare agencies? So we, and I think I'll, I'll use the quote from Cook County Public Guardian Charles Goldberts. He said to me in an email one day, uh, most states are, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing him, but he said that most states are doing this a lot better than we are. Now, there was, um, there was an intervention in 2015 for the most vulnerable kids in DCFS covered under the consent decree. And that's really, and that's what a lot of the department's been focusing on over the last few years when it comes to uh, getting the department up to speed, getting the department to um, come in compliance and care for these kids. So they, so um, in a lot of these metrics, they are comparing to a national scale just to see how other states are doing it and how we could be doing it. So um, an example of something that they are measuring there is, you know, um, if a child is in foster care for a year, how long does it take to reunite that child, to either reunite that child with their family or find them permanent placement somewhere else? Uh, we fall behind national standards there. There is a metric that's being measured um, that's not uh, based on national standards, but based on a state goal and the state goal of um, how many instances of abuse are taking place um, per um, 100,000. Uh, 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 they do the data on an average base like that, and we fall below the state standard on that as well. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of talk about trying to come into compliance with all of these things and still uh, try to move forward and innovate. You know, Alex, I, I have to stop you there. We've got uh, some breaking news as we're here talking about the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. Governor Pritzker just announced Heidi Mueller as the next director of of the Illinois DCFS. Uh, She currently serves as director of the Illinois Department of Juvenile Justice and and now is going to move over to DCFS. Um, You know, I I hesitate to ask you to respond to that in real time. I know that you are a very thorough reporter and are going to dig into Mueller's record at DJJ and, and what she's seeking to do for DCFS, but I but but considering that this came across as we're in the middle of having this yeah. conversation, it seemed it seemed uh, relevant to mention. And Alex, let's talk since we're not going to dive into to, to Heidi Mueller right now because again, I, I want to give you time to do reporting. I want to talk about 
talk more about what sort of agency she's taking over here. Um, you talked about there's there's more money going in, um, and that we've sort of come out of the budget impasse. That they're making up for that, but but is DCFS getting enough funding right now to meet the needs of the children that it's tasked with caring for? Well, I think that depends on who you talk to. If you talk to the people who are uh, giving DCFS this money, um, I would say that they, they would probably say it's a step in the right direction, but it's it might not be enough. I think we'll know if it's enough once DCFS has completed its hiring goals, once it's gotten all of its systems in place, and once, uh, and, and once things are moving as they should be. But I think what's important to remember is that um, there are a lot of providers that now, um, especially ones who are providing for the most vulnerable kids like we've been talking about, there are providers who now say that they are relieved just because there is funding period you have to remember that there were there there were years where they weren't sure if they were going to get any money at all and if they did when they were going to get that money and they didn't know what services they were going to be able to provide but the key factor that dcfs keeps hammering home is that a stable budget is what is going to continue to keep these providers uh keep these providers happy and keep these providers paid so the department is uh is in a well, I, I would say a little bit of a flux, but yeah. it's in a lot of flux yeah. as they try to figure out how to manage this money and how they try to, well, now swear in a new director and also implement some new systems to try to update technology to make sure that everything moves smoothly. So as you continue your reporting on DCFS, I'm wondering what sort of questions are you going to have for this new just to, just announced, as you mentioned, has to be confirmed, but just announced new director for DCFS? I mean, what sort of things are you going to be wanting to ask her and digging into further uh, on DCFS? Well, to be honest, um, I'm not familiar with Heidi Mueller. I need to look into what she's done and uh, where she's been and like what she's overseen. But I think the main question that people need to be asking the new director is what are the uh, first and foremost, what are the budget priorities going to be? Because um, as I mentioned in my reporting, and I think also uh, so at some point in this conversation, the budget for the uh, agency has nearly doubled. And if that is going, it, and I'm wondering if that increased funding is going to continue, um, if we're going to see a little bit of a tapering off now that we're starting to run out of uh, federal pandemic aid money and we're starting to come back into budget realities. I just wonder what kind of, um, what kind of uh, bully pulpit, I guess, uh, she's going to be using to try to get the ear of the governor to make sure that um, it doesn't go backwards, essentially. That is WBEZ Statehouse reporter Alex Degman. Thank you so much for taking the time, Alex, and for, for, for dealing with some breaking news with us right here on, on live radio. Okay, thanks, Patrick.